Hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of CSM Secrets, key insights from influential customer success leaders. And in today's episode, we have as our guest Ms. Ashna Patel, Customer Success Manager at SunCloud LLC. And she is also the co-founder of CS Ladies and CS Insider. Ms. Ashna Patel has a point of view on everything customer success. Let's hear from her. Hey, Ashna. Welcome to CSM Secrets. Hey there. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Sure, it's a pleasure. So, Ashna, the first uh, few questions are going to be centered around what you're extremely passionate about, customer success. Mm -hmm. And we will follow that with a rapid fire round where we will discover more about you as a person. All set? Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's do it. Okay, thank you. So, Ashna, you're a very popular person in uh, the customer success uh, community. Right. I have personally observed you over the last three months, if you will believe me, for the content mm -hmm. that you create around customer success on LinkedIn. You're a top LinkedIn content creator when it comes to topics on customer success or customer centricity, etc. Where do you derive these ideas and inspiration from? Because the, the content is so useful across the board. So where does it all start? How does it uh, generate? You know, I would tell you that it's the. I think the answer to that is it was kind of in your question already because because it's so useful in a day to day. It, it comes from the day to day lives basically. Like my my inspiration is is the life of now. I am well. Just to kind of give you you know now I'm actually managing a team, so I have you know I'm looking over individual contributors. But in the past, I was also myself an individual contributor. So all that knowledge that I've, uh, that I've gathered in your day-to-day life and, you know, the struggles that I've had, and the, you know, the, the things that you go through and then the lessons that I've learned. Um, and, and to be honest, I think customer success space is so evolving right now that it's everybody is excited to learn about what are the new things you're trying? You know, what's working for you? Let me try that and let me, you know, look at that and then, you know, put some of my areas and thoughts and, and all of that in it and see how that works. So I think doing, it, it, it didn't just start it coming to me. I mean, you know, I went through the phases of, you know, this is what people are looking at. This is what, uh, you know, people find exciting. But at the same time, I think what was really important is this is what people are finding value in. And that is just the day-to-day -day life stuff. Um, so my inspiration comes from what I see as an individual contributor, as a manager in my day-to-day -day lives, but also what others find um, helpful from the same. Phenomenal. Thank you for that. And uh, so let me jump to your <clears throat> profession itself, right? Mm -hmm. How do you handle tough customers? Like what is your go-to strategy for de-escalating tough conversations and, and your strategies and customer success that you follow that has never failed you as a CSM practitioner? So I'll tell you that, you know, it's, you're never going to face a, 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 a situation, you know, a similar situation twice, basically. It's, there's always going to be something new. There's always going to be, even if may, it may look like, um, you know, a same situation, it's always going to be a little bit different. So for me, I think there's, I can tell you lots and lots of th different things that you can try. And then you know, a lot of things you'll learn over experience and whatnot. But something that really works for me is I try to buy time, especially when I am, you know, uh, working with tough situations. And what I mean by that is like, you know, pausing for a second, whether I'm having a tough conversation, when I'm dealing with a tough renewal, whether I'm dealing with, a, you know, a, a, just a tough month or maybe something. And I think I try to take a pause and pause is important because it allows me to, you know, just, just hang up, 
you know, not focus on the, the situation for a second, pause, reflect. And sometimes, you know, you have to stop and think back and, you know, how did, how do we get there? You know, what happened and what are we going to do to, to fix it, to come up with a plan? I think pausing is important. So whether it's your day-to-day stuff, whether you're working with a tough customer, like, as I mentioned, or any of that, it's important that you, you know, have time and, and find time to pause by yourself some time reflect and then you know go back with the force within with an idea or with a strategy so i think that's that's kind of how i work um work around it there's no there's no secret or recipe or secret recipe around here's specifically how i strategize it's really about giving myself time to think um um around the situation that i have at hand Wow. So I'm hearing this for the first time, Ashna, and it's so inspiring, right? Pausing as a strategy to recoup and go back to the tough situations um, rather than trying to, you know, go very aggressive and head on. That's that's a very beautiful perspective I'm hearing for the first time. Um, It's nice to hear that. Yeah. And and just in general, right? I mean, as we speak about you, you also mentioned about people are just very inquisitive about customer success. It's beginning to attract so many people as Mm -hmm. a profession, as a work stream. Now, what are the steps that your organization is taking, uh, you know, to make customer success really a force multiplier for your company or your organization, right? When I speak to leaders across the board as part of the podcast, everyone says what the industry is missing today. And what will be there a few years from now is the customer success organization will become a force multiplier for attracting people, attracting customers. Are you seeing that trend and are you consciously building or taking steps in your organization to achieve those kind of an impact? 100%, actually 110%, I'll tell you. Because I think it's not, I mean, I've always felt that, you know, customer centricity was was really important um, for a business and no matter what type of business that is, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's basically, you know, for the customers, by the customers, to the customers kind of situation. But it's within my organization, I've even seen it evolve um, in past. I've been in this company for about six, I, I want to say about five years actually now, and I, I've seen it evolve. I think we used to be early in the stage because it was startup and all that. We used to be product-led led company, and now we're really getting into a place and, and going towards really customer-led um, growth mindset and customer-led um, you know, company and organization. So I'll tell you at a high level some of the things that we're focusing currently right now. We, you know, we, we're still evolving and we're still working on a lot of those things, but the current, some of the things that we're focusing in part of it is also has to do with my mindset about, um, you know, it's not always about the data, you know, in the digital world, we're focused a lot on data. We're talking about data. It's all about, you know, all of that. But I think um, I always tell, I always tell people there's a 50, 50, you know, ratio of data and I'd say feelings. So, kind of like, you know, there's a human touch behind it, human first, whatever we want to call it. Um, so the things that we're focusing on right now is, is or looking to focus, it's diving deeper with the data. So it's, you know, you have the data. Now we're in a place where we, especially in the software industry, which is where I am. So it, it's, you find a lot of information through data, like collected through feedback and all of that, you know, other ways different, different ways that you can find these feedback from customers and, and all of it. So, and I think 
what we're trying to do is dive deeper with the data and, and that involves strategizing and all of the other things. A couple more thing um, I would tell you is also we're trying to make it all about the people. And, and what I mean by that, it's all about the customers and all about the people of the organization. I think that's 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 what it is that we're coming across. If, if our people are happy, they're going to make our customers happy. And if our customers are happy, our company's going to be happy. So it's kind of like that loop. We're, we're yeah. working on that. And, and lastly, it's it's even actually part of our motto. The company's motto is aligning people to the outcome. That's kind of what we're um, moving towards. Great. Because I hear this again, once again, as, as I speak to leaders, this is another input that I have heard, right? Use mm-hmm. data to drive more humanness into the customer-centric yeah. action. It's, it doesn't have to you know, okay, knock off the humanness out of what you do. Data can be useful. It's mm-hmm. something I'm learning. And it's great that you're reflecting and, you know, narrating the same perspective. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my, my next uh, uh, point of view that I wanted to get from you is that how is your intersection with uh, other functions such as product management and product marketing? Do you leverage them? How do you leverage them? Where do you define the boundaries? Because sales and customer success is a beaten topic. I wanted mm-hmm. to know from you, how do you work with, or you know, in what ways you're leveraging product management and product marketing in delivering value to customers? That's a great question. So I'll tell you a little bit that it's, whether it's product, a marketing, or any other department, um, you know, against customer success or with customer success um, as a whole, if you think about it, it's, it's just another type of relationship uh, in an organization. And the foundation of relationship it stands on one function or, or just like the, what the foundation is, it's trust. You know, there, there needs to be a trust and trust happens when you set the right expectations. And then the other party, you know, over basically fulfills those expectations for you. And it's vice versa. I'm not just saying the CS2 product or marketing, it's, it's both um, product, to, product to CS and, and um, marketing to CS as well. So why I'm talking about this is because, it's when it comes to setting boundaries and leveraging them. Yes, we hundred percent leverage them, and they leverage us. Um, we leverage them in terms of, you know, here's what our customers are saying, and they leverage us in terms of, you know, why are your customers are saying this? Let's get into this, you know, deeper into this. But it's important that we set some, set some, in, in your point, boundaries and set some expectations. And I think that's where that's where the the bread butter of everything is is how is your how are the different teams in your organizations are working with one another defines how you have set expectations among them um, from a high level until the you know the lower level and 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 what I mean by that is is it's just, it could be as simple as you know what do the customer success managers do when they have this critical piece of information after a, a you know long call with their customer what's the process behind it do they you know do they just write it in their CRM and forget about it do they take it to the next thing it's again could be different for different types of companies my experience have been working in a smaller you know SMB kind of a startup company uh, until now I'm sure it's it's a little bit different with the with the bigger larger enterprise or you know um, organization but at the end of the day I feel like it's really comes back into setting expectations setting those I want to call it processes but it's like it, having a flow, you know, if this happens, goes here. And, and these are guidelines. Like, what are your guidelines that you have set between these these two uh, these two departments? And I'll tell you, we use one 
one sentence quite a bit in our organization, and it's a term, uh, which is our senior VP of uh, customer success and operations, um, Sandra Vaselli, really talks about it. It's He says, who's got the monkey? And what that <laughs> means is who's, re- <laughs> who's responsible for this in this stage? And I think if you can define those and, and use those as your guidelines, I mean, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be all straight lines, but at least you have those guidelines. It really helps, you know, assess, plan, execute, monitor what's happening, and then do it, reassess, plan, execute, monitor. Then you're you're in a flow with it. So, absolutely, so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Really, yeah. I mean, very insightful. So, what are your key business metrics that get reported and tracked to measure the success of your organization? Right, like, how do you measure yourself? Um, when it comes to delivering value to customers and you as a function engineer, if you can just tell me the top three metrics that come up for discussion again and again and again. I mean, you know, I think we can sit here and talk about all the common metrics that we have uh, for that that's defined for customer success. And they're, they're important. I'm not saying that they're not important. They, they help you look at, like I said, always data helps you look at what's happening. Um, so it, it's, if it has to be, I want to talk about, you know, when I'm, if I'm having a conversation with our customers, I, I want to talk about the, the usage. I want to talk about how, how things are, you know, how things are going, what's working, what's not working. And then in, in an internal conversation, I want to bring up, you know, the, the, the typical KPIs that we talk about, um, the net retention and what's the renewal rate and all these, you know, what's the churn rate and, and how many are at risk and whatnot. But I, we don't, we have this, you know, thought process internally. And, and I think we, it's data is helpful, but it's data is it, it's I always go back to kind of like, you know, data will tell me story behind what's happening, but it won't tell me the feelings behind why it's happening. <laughs> and it's always that feelings that really like if you think about it, like, you know, you know if, if any anyone people want your solution because they want to feel certain ways by achieving something that they're trying to achieve, you know, whether it's whatever that is, there's feelings attached to it. And I, I can sit here and, you know, create an NPS and do that, which again, I'm, I'm saying we do that and, you know, it's, it's great and stuff, but honestly speaking, I haven't really cracked the code about literally that can tell me a, a true pot- potential of, of, of customers happiness besides just having a con like, you know, having a conversation with them or having a true conversation with them. So uh, I don't know if this really helps. And this might be a, a different answer than anyone that has given you answer, but it's, it's really, you know, we try to present data with a potential solution as a proposal kind of, you know, on calls and that on everything that we have. But I always go back to find a ways to look at the feelings, you know, find ways to hear them when they're not even talking, find ways to reflect, find ways to, because that's, those are the things that's going to help you, you know, even do better with the data that you're already getting. So, sorry, yeah. long answer, but <laughs> I just have to say it. No, no, that's that's a good point because ultimately, you know, no matter what be the data be, the product be, the solution be, humans do things for humans. And there is always an element of a humanness that comes into play in every major decision, no matter what the data says. So I, I completely agree with you, right? And my last question to you about customer success itself, right? I mean, any any interesting tools that you're recently uh, using or you've come to come across that you would like to share with our listeners, and I'm mainly focusing on BI and BI intersecting with CS. Any tools that that are that have been of interest lately? 
So I have, um, you know, we personally use um, Salesforce as a CRM. So, and, and, and we have customized our Salesforce for our quite a Kind of quite a different ways to do a lot of the things that some of the tools that does outside. But other than that, on top of it, we do use you know Salesloft, um, Salesforce Inbox, Vidyard for to do other other different things. And by the way, Salesloft, Salesforce Inbox will help you kind of connect your CRM to your email, Gmail, calendar, all the other things too. For it's kind of like project management. You can do better project management and and. And input your your conversation and all of it in your CRM. Um, the video, on the other hand, helps you with the you know record videos and all those other things. But I am looking into some more tools that are a little bit on AI heavy or like you know helps with a little bit of AI. And one of them is I'm actually piloting right now um, with now actually he's a friend of mine now. Um, Update AI uh, and it, yeah. Josh is the founder. I'm sure you've heard about it. And I'm piloting that one because it's really ever since I've he had done a demo to me, I really found it interesting um, that it, the ability to capture some of those you know intelligence through the conversations that we're having and, and be able to take actions, you know, live actions against it, or even have that data. So something like that, it's, it's, I'm really, you know, heavily focused on the human side of things. So I'm the project management tools are great, but when it comes to something with the, in, a little bit of intelligence, it's really fascinating to me. Um, and so along the lines of that, um, you know, that's what I'm using. So check it, check that out. And also check out the other ones that I mentioned Like people use yeah. mix max a lot. That's what I've heard too. Um, we, I personally haven't had any, um, you know, experience with customer success tools. That's one thing that I really want to look into as in, as we go into 2022, because we have customized and worked with our, um, Salesforce so much, but I have to tell you that we also have a performance management tool that, that we use, and it's actually our inbuilt. It's it's a product that we have, one of the products that we have, which is called Level 11. And we use quite a bit of that uh, to track behaviors. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, great. All right. That brings us to the end of the series round. Now we will, we will yeah. put you on a rapid fire to find out a little more about Ashna as a person. Ready? Yes, let's you, do it. Yeah, it has to be um, less than a minute answers. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't think a lot. <laughs> All okay. right. So you're off to the moon and you're likely okay. never coming back and you're likely working from there forever. Three functions at work that you would take along with you that you cannot live without and do a customer success job from the moon. Uh, okay. So first of all, my question is, how will I get Wi-Fi there? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think three functions I would take is I would just take customer success times three, to be honest, you know, they'll, they'll get the job done, um, <laughs> basically for everything, because we know CS can play a lot of, you know, wear a lot of different hats. So wow. that's, that's just the, you know, fun and, and truth answer, because it, it think about it. Sorry. It's a, I'm getting into this. This is rapid fire. So I'll, <laughs> I'll stop talking. <laughs> we, we will keep your detailed answer, answer for your blog or for another session for sure. Yes. All right. <laughs> so three skills that you're looking for in aspiring CS candidates, like, you know, fresh grads or people that want to come into this, if they have to get into Ashna's team, they have to bring those three skills. What are they? I always tell people I can teach you hard skills, but I, I, you know, it's, I always look for soft skills in them. So first, and is always going to be in the first, in my books, just emotional intelligence. It's, you know, I'm looking for, you know, 
how empathetic you are, how you know self-aware you are, um, and all of those qualities that I'm looking for. Passion to work. And and that's another one. And what I mean by that is, it's I I need to be you know excited about this and and feel excited about. It. And then that comes from if you're passionate about what you're doing and what you're applying and whatnot. And then the other the last one is ability to think strategically. I think that's that's what I'm thinking. Then you can analyze what you have at your hand um, and and be creative. Okay. So if there is one favorite cartoon character that represents a good season from all the shows that you've seen so far, which one would you choose? Cartoon character. Oh my God, this is a hard one. Um, okay, I remember Zorro. I don't know if you've heard about that cartoon. Uh, yeah. Zorro? Okay, yeah. yeah. I feel like that is something uh, something I can think, think off the top of my head because he saves the day. You know, he's kind of working behind the shadow. Um, and he's fighting crimes, and, and in this case, TSM fighting terms and making people happy. He's filled with humor and also content and talented. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So you're most inspired by whom? Of all the people around you, or uh, you know, people that are that you're watching from a distance, whoever it may be. You're most inspired by whom and why? I ah, this is a, this is a hard one. I, I I think I've had this question once before, and I, I've said this answer. I'm going to say this again: is everyone that I come across is inspiring me in one way or another. And I think it's just I just have have the ability to look for the positive in every situation that I have. So I'm, I don't have a particular person or whatnot. I mean, if you want a list of you know influencers or a list of leaders that you could follow to find inspiration and whatnot, I can give you that. But I think I'm going to tell you is whether on LinkedIn or everywhere, I've inspired by everyone that I've, I've come across. Okay. All right. Now let's flip the question and ask you, what is that one unique skill that you are bringing to the table that you think is impeccable for success and customer success? What is Asha known for? I, I think I mentioned this already a little bit, but it's ability to find a bit of positive energy, a bit of happiness, and a bit of you know positive ray of, of, of in 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 any situation. I think that's what I've been known for. What is that's what I bring to the table is that you feel you can feel you know uh, feel good that I'm going to walk into the room, even if it if it's like a, you know a room full of conflicts that are going on, and then we'll we'll find a solution together, and I'll bring that pos- positive energy to the table. Fantastic need of the art, I must say, and. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my last one. One future trend or a prediction for customer success that you're seeing today that you're able to communicate to us. I'm going to tell you two in this one real quick, though. Okay, I think yes, because I think I think this is what I'm seeing quite a bit is the rise of a digital CS or you know things including some of this digital aspect. I feel like that's that's been going up. There's a lot of discussions around you know digital digitalizing CS uh, practices and all that. But on on the on the contra- contrary, at the same time, I'm also seeing a rise of attempts and discussion wanting to go back to the human touch. So I think those are the two things that I'm really seeing, kind of you know going head to head as we get into the new year and beyond. Wow, great! You did fantastic. <laughs> uh, and, all right. So finally, uh, you know, a quote or a thought or a words or whatever parting comments that you know, you would like uh, the listeners to remember you by and also, you know, any social media handle where they can find you, you would like them to keep in touch with you. I mean, whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll i tell you 
I have a couple of things that I always talk about, but uh, uh, I'll just mention this is no matter how successful you become in life, never, 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 I mean, stop investing in yourself. Never stop learning because that is the only thing that'll come in handy is you, you know, being able to invest time in yourself, you being able to self, you know, self-learning is, is going to be the power uh, that you know, pr- present. So that's one. And I think it, it, it say it even in, in a different, different way a little bit is that the minute you, your mind starts to think that you accomplish something, train it to look for more because you should, you know, one must never stop learning. That's, that's kind of what I would, um, I would say. Um, as a quote or anything that I believe in. Um, and my handle is Ashna Patel on LinkedIn. You can find me. Um, and, you know, I'd love to just, I love talking to people about customer success, personal growth, emotional intelligence, you know, human first, all those other things. I'm all about that. And I always love even having one-on-one conversations with people too. So come find me, let's have a chat and let me know if there's anything I can do to help. Yeah, thank you, Ashna. I mean, from the day I got to know you, you've been nothing but offering to help in every way possible. And it speaks volumes about you and what you bring to the table. I'm sure your organization is very lucky to have uh, someone like you. And I'm very lucky to have you today as a host and, you know, and, and gain some of your thoughts and perspectives. Thank you so much for being part of my podcast today. And that's a wrap. And until we see you next time with yet another influential leader and key insights, stay tuned. Take care of your customers and always keep learning. Thanks for listening.